are you one of those 40% of Americans who can't pay their bills right now? Um, yeah, inflation sucks. It's like 9.1% right now. Airfare is up 45% compared to last year, so you can't escape your problems. <laughs> it's a mess. And it's hard to thrive in a world where the dollar holds significantly less value and the cost of living is skyrocketing. It's like opposite directions. So as we're trying to make more money and keep up, we have less room to make financial mistakes and not pay attention to our spending. This is Finance for Artists and Musicians with your friend, me, Danny Plays. Before we get started, I want you to breathe and release any judgment or pressure you have on yourself because we are all learning here and trying to survive this thing called life. Budgeting is one of the most fundamental tools in the financial planning process, so I have full faith in you that you can do this. This discipline can make it easier to achieve your financial goals. I've seen it work, I've done it. So not only does a budget help you keep track of where your money is going, but it also gives you more control over that process. So without a clear plan for your cash flow, you could be spending against your own best interest without even knowing it. So I'm gonna share with you six common budgeting methods you can use. There are others, but it's usually a derivation of these. Now keep in mind, you can use a combination of these to customize it to your situation in a way that motivates you the most. Okay, the first one, zero-based budget. This concept is simple. It's income minus expenses equals zero, AKA it's cash flow. So this is great for somebody who has a bit more steady income and can estimate how much they get paid every month. After calculating your monthly income, add up your monthly spending and savings to equal that income amount. You will need to carefully plan your upcoming expenses here and track them. If you overspend in one category or have a large expense, then it can throw the rest of your budget off and you will need to sacrifice your spending in another category to cover it. So this is great if you're detail oriented and you want to budget into very specific categories. You'll be tracking every dollar in and out, which can be time consuming. So using an app could be to your benefit here. Number two, the pay yourself budget or the reverse budget. This budget is best for someone who struggles with saving each month, but doesn't want to focus too much on budgeting each expense. So it primarily focuses on Savings and debt repayment. Every time you get paid upfront, you set aside some money for your savings and debt payments. You set up your goals first and contribute the money to them. And then after that, you spend the remainder however you'd like. You're prioritizing your future self here. So now you don't have to feel guilty about how you spend the rest of your money because you've already been responsible upfront. Number three, the envelope system budget. If you are familiar with the Dave Ramsey method, then you have likely heard of this. With the envelope system budget, you are only budgeting with cash and you put them in physical envelopes that are labeled with different spending categories such as groceries, gas, rent, savings, dining out, clothes, whatever. And you take these envelopes with you as you run your errands. Then you withdraw as much cash as you need to fill each envelope based on your budget. Then you bring these envelopes with you as you run your errands and then you you know, pay for things from that respective envelope. The idea here is that requiring cash for each purchase prevents overspending and curbs impulse buys. Anything left in the envelope at the end of the month can be rolled over to the next month or put into your savings. Okay, now that we know what it is, an opinion moment. I have some qualms about this method for a few but major reasons. 
It won't help you build credit, which is key for building wealth. And therefore, you can't take advantage of credit card reward programs, for instance, cashback rewards. It's also not very safe to be walking around with that much cash on hand. To be honest, it's a little dated. Um, more places are not accepting cash and going contact free, especially because of COVID. Also, when there's cash shortages, like during the pandemic, so in those instances, you'd have to default to using digital money. You might as well set yourself up for that. Yeah, so I don't know about this one, but that's just me. This does give some structure for more accountability in some ways, but it's also quite limiting in others. But at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. Okay, number four is the 50-30-20 method. The idea here is to break down your expenses into three categories, 50% necessary expenses, 30% discretionary expenses, and 20% saving and debt payments. The main drawback is that the 50-30-20 rule might be unrealistic for people who have a lot of debt or have big savings goals because 20% isn't a lot, but you can customize it to your needs and tailor the percentage ratio as you see fit. Okay, number five is the anti-budget, the 80-20 budget. You spend 80% and you save 20%. Again, you can change these proportions. I think this is great at a macro level, but something to keep in mind here is the more you save, the less years you have to work. So for example, instead of saving 20% and you're saving 40%, you just cut your working years in half because you doubled your savings amount. Now, you have to be a higher earner for this to be appropriate, but as you build in your career, have this in your back pocket. Number six, I'll call it the rule of thirds. This is one I grew up with, which is live on a third, you spend a third, and you save a third. This is super easy to remember. I like it because you're actually saving a bit more, which is great, especially when you factor in like emergency savings and retirement planning. I feel more comfortable having a little bit more cushion. Honestly, it depends on your risk tolerance and your income. So please just do what's best for you. Number seven, is a bi-monthly or weekly budget. So if you get paid bi-weekly or weekly, you make a budget every time you get that paycheck. I think there are a few downsides to this as you don't see or plan for your larger financial picture. For instance, you won't see how much you are spending every month on food or utilities because it's more ad hoc, end of the moment type of budget. Or you'll only see your rent one week and not the other three. It's harder to properly plan and set aside money for emergency funds, savings and debt repayment or retirement as you may pick up. There's some limitations with this that I don't think would set you up for long-term success. But if you're really bootstrapping it, you may need to do this to get by. Just when you make your money, graduate from this method to a better strategy. That's an overview of like different ways you can budget. There's not a right or wrong one. Throughout my life, I moved between different ones. And then I just kind of ended up making my own because I had some more aggressive investment goals. That doesn't mean it's riskier. Just change my percentages and priorities when it comes to my budget. That being said, in my experience, I've learned some good tricks working in the finance industry. Some additional things that can help you stay on top of your budget, auto-investing a portion of your paycheck to a separate account other than your regular bank account, such as an investment account or a high-yield savings account. This forces you not to touch the money. It's not in your bank account, can't spend it, it's extra work to go and get it. Also, the bank's interest rate is crap. So if you put it even if you put it like in a safe fund, like treasury notes or bond ETF or whatever, I mean, even if you're putting it in like an investment fund that returns like 3%, it's still way higher than what the bank would ever give you an in interest. So park your money there if you can. Setting mobile alerts for your bank account to keep track of fraud. This just happened to a friend of mine where he primarily pays for things with his debit card, which I don't recommend for a number of reasons credit just gives you more protections so there was fraud in his account 
caused his bank account to go into the negatives. Then he got hit with all these bank fines and fees and things like that, which caused him to go even further into debt. Eventually, he got the bank to reverse all this and correct all these extra charges. But I mean, he was kind of out of pocket for money for like two or three weeks. And if you had a credit card, this would be reversed in like a day. So setting mobile alerts for your bank account to keep track of fraud is super, super important because immediately after like something looks sketch, you can report it and get it corrected. Also setting up overdraft protection in your bank account. So when you're paying bills, if you don't have enough in your checking, your savings account autofills the amount to your checking account to pay those bills. So you're not defaulting on those payments. And this is a great habit. Also in terms of your credit, it will help you make those on-time payments, which is one of the major factors that contribute that impact your score. Checking your budget at least once a week and making sure you're on pace with your goals or you're not overspending. And then when you're ready in a good flow state of managing your budget and your money, start working towards an emergency savings. I'll do an episode on this, but in the meantime, so when something comes up and it will, like if you need a new tire or you have to go to the doctor, then you don't have to dip into your monthly budget and throw the rest of your finances off. So I'm saying this now so it will help you keep your budget in line until we dive into different ways you can do this. I think another thing you could do is every time you get paid, you reinvest a portion of that back into your art and your business and your creativity. You don't wanna starve your personal needs too much because that will affect your output and the type of work you create in your business and vice versa. So keep in mind, you as a person having a roof over your head, being able to support yourself with food and whatever medical care you need, those are priorities that will definitely help you produce better work. So you need to take care of yourself and then also invest in your business and in your art. One last thing I wanna mention is don't be afraid to make changes in the way you handle money. I know it can be uncomfortable to do things a little bit differently when it's new information uh, and you've never done it before, but that's the only way you're gonna grow and you're gonna learn. So if you find yourself freezing up, I highly recommend doing even further research on different methods to make sure it's a good fit for you. The worst thing you can do is not make any changes at all and continue to struggle in the same way that you are, at least if you make some changes and maybe that's not for you. You know, as you work through that, you will eventually find the process that's best for you. So I think the biggest mistake is not taking any action. All right, happy budgeting. Thanks for listening, fam. I will see you next Wednesday. This content is for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. You can seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.